Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, folks, and Lord bless you. I want to share with you some words of truth today, some ideas that I think will help you in your life. I think we all need to hear ideas, and we need to hear what God has to say about things and to really uh, get a grip on who we are in Him. I believe that. Our Heavenly Father, uh, today, open our hearts and minds to your truth. Lord, help me to share words of truth that would speak into the lives of people. Lord, use me today. Help me to listen to you, to be obedient to you, be honest before you. And Lord, help me to be a living witness for you in my life. Lord, forgive me for my weaknesses. Give me strength to move forward each and every day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I'm going to share, I'm going to try to get through seven things I want to share with you today. So if if you are taking notes, which you probably are not, because you're probably driving down the highway or working in your kitchen or sitting on your couch, if you're sitting on your couch, you can grab a pad and write some of these things down. But you know, I, I think it's important. And by the way, if you want to remember something and you want to go back, you can go to our archive at 94.1, The Voice, and you can go to the podcast and you can hear these past shows, any show you want to hear, you can go to, and I would encourage you to do that. Or if there's something you hear that you need somebody else to hear, tell them how to get there and tell them to tune in because we just want to help people. Deuteronomy 28.1 says, If thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, listen. He is telling us to listen. If you would just listen to the voice of the Lord thy God, which simply means doing what he has told you to do, It means living up to the knowledge you have received. What I call this the gate of obedience. Being obedient to the thing of God. You know, Abraham was called to be a friend of God because why? He was called a friend of God because he was obedient to God. You want to be a friend of God? You want to be near God? You need to be obedient to him. If God's been talking to you about something, don't negotiate just do it. You know, it was a it was a tough choice for my wife and I to move to Boise, Idaho back in 1970 when we when did we move here? 19 1988, I guess it was 70 something. 1988 because we were very comfortable in Vancouver, Washington. We were a part of a very large church and one of eight staff members had a new uh, a new house for us, a new 11-month-old child. Everything was wonderful. And then when God called and called us to Boise, Idaho, to a struggling church, it was hard to say yes. But you know what? We listened for the voice of God, and we heard him, and we responded. And now we're not looking back in year 36 of our ministry. God has blessed us immensely. And I believe it's because we said yes to the call of God. I had people tell me, why are you doing that? Why are you leaving a church of 1,200 for a church of 50? Why are, you, why are you leaving a prosperous, wonderful church that's reaching people to a church that has gone downhill? Why? Why? Because God's Holy Spirit led us to do that. And I couldn't be any happier. Oh, I still have all my great friends in Vancouver, Washington, and and, uh, that solid church. And at the time that I was there, it was one of the top churches in in the Church of God movement. 
And it was a great opportunity. I learned amazing things from amazing people there. It was like living a seminary when I was young. I was there from age 23 to age 32. And 32 is when I came to Boise. It's hard to believe that I was that young when I came here and came with our 11-month-old son, Luke, who now, of course, is with the Lord, as you most of you know the story. But you know what? God wants us to be obedient. He says, abide in me and my words will abide in you in John 15, 7. Abide in me. Do his will. If we do that and if we listen, God will bless us. God will use us. Then the second area I want to talk about is knowledge. God says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. He says that to Hosea in Hosea 4, 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. They don't do anything to find out knowledge or to know knowledge. That's why we need to know the Word of God. We need to get into the Word of God. We need to be in the fellowship with God's people. We need to listen to messages from God's servants. God wants us to know. He wants us to be informed about His business. All of heaven is involved in distributing information. You know, the Bible is an information manual. It literally is the winner's digest. It's not the reader's digest. It's the winner's digest informing us about God, his power, his nature, and his thoughts about us and about Satan and about angels and about demons and spirits. It tells us all sorts of things so we can be knowledgeable and how to handle things. You know, you have we are a blessing from God. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The question we have to ask ourselves today is, do we diligently seek God? And that's Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. You know, have you ever heard of a disease university? I read one time about somebody named this disease university. Many people have accepted a disease and sickness as teachers. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth, not, yea, I will send disease and it will teach you uh, and lead you into all truth. Know what the Word of God says and believe it. Pray. God, your Word, I can I can. Claim it. Claim the word of God and stand upon it. In Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5, it says, God, your word says that you are wounded for my transgressions, bruised from my iniquities, and by your stripes I am healed. You can spend your energy explaining your sickness, or you can spend your energy reaching for a miracle. What are you doing today? Are you reaching for a miracle? We have people, I have friends of mine that are sick. And have cancer that are that are just struggling in life, but yet many of them are reaching out to God. I have a friend Ken that has been struggling with cancer back and forth, but God is touching him. God is with him. He has a wonderful spirit. He puts his faith and trust in God, folks. That's all we can do in life: put our faith and trust in God, and He will lead us. I'm going to have to really get going if I'm going to finish these seven, folks. And then there's visualization. Visualizing what God can do, renewing of your mind. In fact, Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, the renewing of your mind is a secret of transformation. Renew your mind. Your mind is a power, powerful source and a powerful force. You know, the woman with the issue of blood said to herself, if I can touch but the hem of his garment, I know I will be healed. She says that in Mark 5, 28. If I could just touch, she visualized being healed. 
We need to visualize what God can do for us, that God will open up a new job or a new opportunity. God will open up ways for us to minister our families. God will visualize us being healed. Jesus visualized himself in victory. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, Hebrews 12, 2 says. He endured it. He put up with it. As we know, we heard that old song, he could have called 10,000 angels to destroy the world and set him free. But no, he died alone for you and for me. When Jesus walked at Calvary, he was not looking at the cross. He was looking at the resurrection. He was knowing someday he would arise again. And there's another song that says he will rise again. You know, and just all sorts of of things that we think about on those things. And if we could look to those things and realize and visualize what God has for us, concentrate on the victory. When I used to coach sports, I'd have our kids concentrate. No, you are not defeated. I don't care you're playing this team. And like I said in basketball one time, we were playing a team that was undefeated and the best team in the league by far. And I just said, we can do this. We can win this game. Visualize winning this game. And you know what? We were down by 18 points at half, and they were discouraged and said, we have this. And I set out a plan to catch up, and they worked the plan. They won the game because they realized they could do it. And then, of course, number four is forgiveness. You know, that's so important for us to forgiveness. Forgiveness does not flow until it can flow through you. Can you ask forgiveness, God, for forgiveness in your life? You know, well, you know, so it's, it's hard. Lord, people treated me so poorly. Well, that's understandable. But God is the one in charge of taking care of us. He's the one in charge of forgiving us. Look, he forgave on the cross. He's dying on the cross. Forgive them for they know not what they do. Forgive them. Can you imagine the torture they put him through? And he's saying, forgive them. Forgiveness is the renewal of information and the pain of it. In fact, we we see that he says in Isaiah 43, 18, God says, remember not the former things. Don't remember those things that you've given you all the struggles and all those things. Forgive not only other people, but forgive yourself. That's important. You know, these are people that sometimes never forget themselves. They want to bring up their mistakes all through life, and they live, and that's they concentrate on all the errors they've made. We've all sinned. We've all sh- fallen short. Then number five is persistent. Be persistent. Hang in there. Be strong. The power belongs to persistence. You know, and and I just uh, I think sometimes we are not persistent in what we do. We We give up. You know, we need to repent. In fact, in in uh, Acts 2.23, it says, you folks need to repent. You denied the Holy One of Israel. He persisted until the power of God came into his life, and he walked in that power. Champions simply make an extra attempt. Then sow good seeds. Whatever is good thing I do for another, God is doing for me. Ephesians 6.8. Sow good seeds in people's life. Do what you can do to help others. Be a part of that opportunity. And finally, the last one, and I've zipped through these last three. I could have spoken another 10 minutes on those, but we're running out of time, is praise. Praise is, is the act of the will. Praise God. Praise God for what he's done for your life. God is very comfortable with praise. In fact, that is where he chooses to dwell. We find that in Psalms 22.3. God loves the praise of his people. God is very comfortable, and he wants to hear our praise. He is 
a God of celebration, and he wants us to express that celebration. Praise God. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Folks, God wants you to use the words of truth to strengthen your life, to help strengthen others. Lord bless you. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.